Girls, Kelsey and Meredith. Hello. Here for a holiday special. Holiday special. <laughs> special. Yes. So we're doing a little bonus episode for you guys this holiday season. Wow. Could not be more awkward about this. I'm really bad at talking without a prompt. Um, <laughs> um, Merry Christmas. We have a Christmas story for you. Yay. Um, slash also, we wanted to give you guys a little heads up that uh, moving forward, uh, life's been a little bit hectic for both of us. So we're thinking of, no, we are moving to uh, putting out an episode every two weeks now, at least for the time being, while we catch the heck up. Um, so get our feet back under us, as they say. Exactly. Um, so at one point, we might go back to uh, every week. Uh, we're still going to switch off doing a deep dive in something every single episode. Uh, it just might be every two weeks now for, for a period of time. A little less of us, but a little better content, mayhaps. Exactly. Hopefully, we want to we want to really give ourselves time to fully understand our our research before just screaming into the void. So um, that's that on that. Shall we spread some holiday cheer? Holiday cheer. <laughs> All right. So since I am living in Switzerland this Christmas, I wanted to do a little bit of a holiday special on one of Switzerland's Christmas traditions. So warm up your gluten, do your daily advent tradition, and settle in. Oh my god, yum. I want gluten so bad right now. Gluten. They have bottles here that are like pre-made pretty much. Like you can (gasps) buy like a wine bottle of pre-made gluten and it's not bad. Ooh, do you still warm it up though? We warm it up and then we still put in like our own spices and stuff. We don't have to put in as many and it's like I don't have to, like, stir in the sugar and stuff. Oh, that's actually really nice. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, because the sugar thing's kind of a pain. Yeah. Yeah. Having done that while camping recently. Um, although I will say at the very least, I pre-put all of the stuff into, like, a little mason jar, like the cloves and the sugar and the mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. All we had to do was, like, cut up the orange and then just pour everything in. So it was actually kind of nice. It's not too bad. A little- have you had white glue vine? Excuse me? No. What's in that? White white wine glute vine. It's, uh, I mean, it's white wine, and then it's like vanilla and cardamom <gasps> and orange. Oh, my God. It's quite nice. It's just like a lighter version, but it still tastes good. That warm, which is weird. so good. I mean, it's yeah, nice. vanilla and cardamom. Like, you had me at all of those, actually. You had me at all of them. You had me at white wine. Yeah. You had me at wine, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> good stuff. Especially what's so nice about it is that you can use cheap, cheap ass wine. Oh yeah, the pre-made bottles here—they're like the, the pre-made things that I would think would be more expensive are like four dollars. Oh, that's not bad at all. Wow, four dollars. Wow, and they don't taste like shit. Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah, that's what we did at on our camping trip. We got a two-dollar bottle of wine and then just put all the stuff in it, and it was delicious. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Anyways, glue vine aside, uh, let's let's hear this holiday story. All right. So before we get started, I just want to mention that Switzerland is a small but widely varied place. Just like there are four official languages here, there are also many, many variations from region to region surrounding their Christmas lore and celebratory traditions. Okay. okay. So while the variations are pretty minor, in my opinion, the Swiss are very proud of their national and local traditions. So I just wanted to point it out. 
especially if anyone from Switzerland is listening. (laughs) Um, So the story I'm going to tell is a bit of a conglomeration from the different regions in Switzerland, but no, it's not the whole picture, nor is it like really regionally specific. It's just sort of a general overview of this Swiss tradition. Ooh, okay, okay. I don't even know where we're going yet. You will find out. I'm also going to stick with the Swiss German terms because I live in the Swiss German region. And if you think that my German pronunciation sounds bad, which you will think that it sounds bad, you really don't want to hear me try French. So we're going to stick with German. (laughs) You really don't want to hear me try French. (laughs) It's bad. It's real bad. So without further ado, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Semiklaus and Schmutzli. Uh, Of course. Of course. So Semiklaus is the Swiss Santa Claus, and Schmutzli is his helper. Ooh! So the name Schmutzli basically translates to something along the lines of, like, dirty one. Oh, that's nice. That's really... If you've ever heard someone say, like, you got, like, some schmutz on your face. (gasps) Oh, my God. You're so right. I have heard that. Oh, my God. Little dirt or something. Like, oh. Yeah. That's not a very nice name. It'll make sense when we get more into his specific story. Oh, okay. So the first thing I'm going to talk about, like, the beginnings of Sammy Klaus, and then I'm going to tell you a bit about, like, where Schmutzli came from, and then we'll talk about, like, the actual tradition, but I wanted to give some background. So Sammy Klaus comes from the Catholic story of St. Nicholas, as many Santa-like figures do. Um, the story of St. Nicholas says that Nicholas was born in a small Turkish town in the 3rd century to wealthy parents. They died when he was young. He was only a child, and he was also an only child, so he was left with all of the family wealth. Oh, nice. I mean, not nice, yeah. like his family died, but like, oh. He's, he's going to be fine. Could have been worse off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not poor. Yeah. So while traveling, he came to find that his fellow citizens were very poor and starving, so he began to distribute his wealth to the poor. Aw. You know, how nice. He became very well known in the country for his kindness and his generosity to others. Uh, once while traveling, he came to the city of Myra. The city gates were already closed for the night, so he slept outside. The city bishop had died shortly before, so like the head fathers of the city were trying to find someone to replace dead bishop, mm. but they couldn't find someone that they thought was worthy of appointing. So they decided whoever went to the church first the next morning would become the next bishop. Oh, gee, that's great. Spectacular criteria. Whoever is first. <laughs> Whoever just shows up, thats they're probably good enough, right? They're not demonic or anything. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so Nicholas was a Catholic believer, and he went to the church the next morning for prayer. He was quite devout, and he was the first one to do so that day, and he was appointed the Bishop of Myra. Wow. Like, did you want just this like position? Do you want to live here now and be... What if he said no? Were they just like, oh, well, too bad, locking you up and throwing you up on the pulpit? Yeah, seriously. It's like, oh, by the <laughs> way, now learn how to, you know, create sermons and move people. And like, don't get me wrong, they chose well, considering who could have walked in. But like, what if it's just like Joe Schmo from down the street and he just came in to, you know. Have you ever seen Shameless? What's Shameless? Okay. It's a, it's a show on HBO, I think, and it was on Netflix, but. It's about, like, a really poor family in Chicago, and the dad's, like, a drunk, and when you said Joe Schmo, for whatever reason, this time that you said Joe Schmo, even though I've said it before, I, like, conjured a picture of the father in that show in my head and was, like, picturing him as a bishop, and it was ridiculous. I love that. I love that. Because that's exactly – it's, like, it could have just been, like, 
I don't know. You could have been a drunk or something. Like, yeah, literally just anybody. Anybody with all of their problems now, you know, speaking to the people in any way of authority. Like, that's hmm, nerve-wracking, to say the least. Yeah. Well, thankfully, in this new position, he was said to have been even more generous than before, giving gifts to children, helping the poor, all that good stuff. Aww. <laughs> The Catholic Church continued his legacy of gift-giving and canonized him as saint upon his death on December 6th, which is now the Feast of St. Nicholas. Ho, ho, ho. Wait, there's a feast? Um, there's, like, the feast days of the saints in Catholicism. Oh, news to me. Okay. So they have, like, every saint has, like, their own day. It's, like, President's Day, but it's for that saint. There you go. That's a thing. And, like, in different cities, you know how we were saying in, like, the, the previous episodes that they had, like, gods that were specific to the cities – they kind of do the same thing with like the Catholic saint sometimes. Oh, like this. It'll be like a, a patron saint of the city of Basel. Oh, and, like cool. they'll have a special like celebration in that city on that day for that saint. Is it because they like lived there or like worked there? Sometimes it depends on like. Sometimes it's because they live there. Sometimes it's because they're like representative of something that is important to the city. Mm, that's cool. Like someday you're just like, okay, I want this saint to be to be my patron. Patron saintly man. Well, I guess it could be a woman, but whatever. Anyway. There are, there are female saints too. Oh, good. Good. I wasn't quite sure, but like I kind of felt like I'd heard of one. So I was like, maybe there There's probably a woman or two out there. I feel like there is. Like, I'm pretty sure there is. Hold on. Is Mother Teresa a saint? She is. She is a saint. Ah, there we go. See? There we go. Saint Mother yeah, Teresa. Yep. That sounds really weird. It does. Okay. Figured that out. Moving on. <laughs> Um, so side thing kind of out of the Catholicism range, but I found this very interesting. Um, Swiss religious folklore expert, Kurt Lucy, I might be saying his name wrong. I meant to look it up and I forgot. Um, says that St. Nicholas is actually a Christianization of Wotan, Wotan, a figure in Germanic mythology who was a god of winter storms and rode on a white horse. Oh, I like that one better. <laughs> not that i don't love some guy giving to the poor but like white horse christmas storms sounds way cooler and germanic mythology and like paganism very interesting i love it um but he would lead the unredeemed dead to the other world through winter storms with schmutzli as his helper to manage the ghostly herd um schmutzli <laughs> later become yeah i didn't love that term but i like couldn't come up with a better way to say it so <laughs> populous i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the deadly populace dead populace and whatever oh deadly would imply they're killing exactly <laughs> anyway schmutzly schmutzly later became more of like a boogeyman character Aww. Um, yeah but lucy explains that this is why sammy claus judges like good and bad behavior because wotan was the judge of the dead Oh, ooh, that's interesting. I like that. Right? I know. I was like, I have never heard that before as like an explanation. And I just, I found that really fascinating. I wanted mm -hmm. to do more research on that, but this is supposed to be a quick Christmas special. <laughs> just a little bonus. Just a little bonus. Either way, in Switzerland, Saving Klaus is often seen wearing a mitre, one of those like tall bishop hats. Okay, okay. So yeah, they do that in honor of like the saintly Catholicism origin of the same class tradition oh okay i see i see yeah he typically wears a red robe and sometimes has a hood instead of a bishop's hat depending on what region you're in i feel like the hood is 
better. But yeah, okay. And sometimes he's got like the, like the bishop staff too. It just to kind of. It sounds like in the more rural parts of Switzerland, they go the Catholic route, and like Zurich and the bigger cities, they go the more like Santa Claus. Not, yeah, like the more Santa Claus like. Interesting, like a, a little melding of cultures there. Yeah. Indeed. As for Schmutzli, um, the story goes that he was once a poor woodcutter living in the forest. Uh-huh. One year, Sammy Klaus's sack of gifts ripped in his travels, and Schmutzli found them. He gathered everything up and brought it to Sammy Klaus, effectively saving Christmas. Aww! And he's just called the dirty one? And he's called the little, little dirty one, and he's been uh, Sammy Klaus's helper ever since. Wow, I feel like he deserves a nicer name. I know. I'm sure he had a real name too. Like, dang. And it's Semi Klaus is just like, oh, hello, dirty one. Thank you for giving me my gifts. Now I will bring you with me and do do my bidding, dirty one. Like, oh. We'll talk more about their roles when we go forward. Okay. Okay. But he seems like a helpful guy. Oh, they're pals. Uh, but Schmutzli typically wears a, a black robe, and he has soot on his face from his day's work wood cutting. And he normally carries like a twig. Them? What? I I don't listen. This is what the Swiss websites told me. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> he also typically carries like a twig broom, and he can look pretty intimidating and scary. But okay, interesting, interesting choice. Seems like yeah. it might be like a, a Krampus sort of assistant more than anything. And that's why he has some similarities to like Krampus and um, oh, what's the other one? Belschnickel. Belschnickel. Yes, that's it. But he's like not nearly as scary looking as Belschnickel. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, it sounds like it's pretty common in like Germanic uh, folklore that things are scary and yet sometimes somewhat benevolent as well. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why Why do they have to look like that, though? But good for them. <laughs> this guy, he's just, he just got, like, a big brown beard, and he wears all black, and he's got dirt on his face. And other than that, he's just, a nice guy. He looks a little foreboding, but he's not nearly as horrifying as Belschnickel. Oh, good, good, because that's yeah. scary. Um, if you guys don't know, Krampus and Belschnickel are two other, like, what are they, German? Yeah, I think they are both German. Yeah. They're like anti-clauses and, and sorts of things like that. And they're, yeah, they're horrifying. Yeah, they're supposed to be scary. Look up Belgianical, but like don't do it in front of your kids because he's really scary. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> anyway, in his earlier years, Schmutzli was known to throw bad, unruly children into his sack and run off to the forest with them to give them a whooping with his twig broom. this is a santa's helper yes but yes back in the day schmutzli would he punished the bad kids he also dealt in coal oh that's okay so the soot makes more sense now he's constantly handing out coal that he's making from i guess all of his burnt trees that he's also a wood cutting away yes making his twig brooms to beat children with very full circle gotcha sticks (laughs) he likes trees and he likes giving trees to other people Yes. But not in a pleasant uh, way. Yeah, not in a nice way. In his official capacity, though, he has since softened. Um, mm. 
yeah, he's not he's not quite that aggressive these days, though some groups of rogue, typically teenage schmutzlies, still take to the streets in costume to scare small children. Aww. It took me a second. I was like, teenage is more than one schmutzly? That's kind of an interesting thing with um, the schmutzlies and the semi classes in Switzerland is they like they'll have parades and stuff where there's many of them. Hmm. That's so, convincing. Which, yeah, it seems like I don't quite understand what they tell their children about it, but it seems like there's a general consensus that like sometimes there's more than one. Interesting. Not that it's, yeah. you know, any different than bringing your kid to, you know, uh, like one of those Santa things at the mall or something. And there's like three Santas sitting there because they needed more to like get through the line of children who want to sit on Santa's lap and tell them what they want for Christmas. It's like, oh, how do yeah. you tell your kids? Like, oh, these are just people that dress up like Santa and act like Santa. But don't worry, they'll, they'll get the message to Santa. Like, how does mm-hmm. Santa's helpers. Sammy Klaus and Schmutzli, people like to dress up like them to celebrate them, but the real Sammy Klaus and Schmutzli are... At the North Pole? Or wherever they they live. Well, they live in their their Waldhusli, which we'll get to. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, But there's also more history behind the character of Schmutzli before we get to that. What was that? Uh, Ross must have pulled a chair out somewhere. Oh. I don't know. Oh, okay. It just sounded like, and I was like, oh God, what is he doing over there? (laughs) (laughs) This is like turning into a werewolf out there. I hope not. You'll find out soon. Don't worry. Indeed. So Swiss religious folklore expert, Lucy again, so that the references to Schmutzli at Christmas time date back to around 1910, though at his origin, he was called Butzli. Oh, yeah. However, the history of Schmutzli is far older. So Schmutzli is a figure from the Perchtenlaufen, which were festivals that drove out demons in the Alpine countries, such as Switzerland and Germany. Ooh. Uh, traditionally, these festivals were about making lots of noise and people would carry like big clanging cowbells and carry around bright lights and hold candles. And this was usually done as like a procession through town. Wow. And they would do that to like scare up the demons. That's actually kind of cool that it's like, oh, he was just like this person way back when that like when Santa Claus or Semi Claus decided to exist, then he was like, oh, hey, I'll help you out. I was already kind of doing half your job. Kind of. I mean, at this point, he was just like a demon. He wasn't he didn't have like any of the the Christmas related mythology attached to him. He was just. Well, I guess, I mean, like, he was just, like, you know, a demonic woodcutter guy, right? Or something? Oh, yeah. And then, and then Semi-Klaus comes around, and he's like, oh, I gave you your gifts. And Semi-Klaus is like, please, join me. And from here on out, you're my helper. Not just a yeah. demon in the woods cutting, cutting down trees. Cutting wood down. Exactly. Interesting. <laughs> this tradition actually still takes place in some towns. It's not, like, they don't believe as heavily in, like, the demonology stuff behind it, but the Swiss are very proud of their traditions, so they yeah. still do this in some towns. Sounds fun. It does. It sounds like, like a good time. Being loud is also like, just, just want to go about screaming and banging on shit sometimes. Like, that feels good right now. Like, if you can find right. one of those, you should join it this year at a safe and socially distanced. I'm assuming it's not happening, but it's fair. Next year, I'll go bang some cowbells and yell. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to scream on a mountain. <laughs> anyway. um, 
Lucy also references an illustration from 1486 that shows a demon abducting children, as Schmutzli was known to do in his earlier years. Mm, they don't know that it's Schmutzli, but it's one of those, like, maybe some of the mythology is linked there. They're not sure who the demon mm-hmm. specifically is in the picture. Although I bet it was a little bit more nefarious back then as well. Yeah, probably. But I just ate them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's not just giving them a, a gentle spanking and then sending them home. He's eating them or something. Yeah. There's also another demon in Swiss lore called the Stregeli. Stregeli? Sure. Sh- oh, man. Sh- <laughs> Stregeli. Which also is a child-stealing demon who carried, like, a birch broom, which is also what Schmutzley carries. Oh, fuck, I've heard of that. The Stregele. But I remember there being a Christmas something that carries a birch broom. I think Krampus has a broom. Oh, maybe he does too. As well. I'm not sure. They're all pretty interconnected, I feel like. They're all very similar, yeah. When it comes to holiday half-demon, half-nice things, they have have a similarity of tormenting and or gifting children yeah so we're gonna move into today's tradition now that we've talked a little about the history between the characters mm-hmm. um so today in switzerland sammy klaus and schmutzli make their way from their waldhusli or forest cottage into the oh. towns and cities on december 6th for sammy klaus abend which is sammy klaus night oh um, yeah, marking the beginning of the Christmas season. So they don't celebrate Santa Claus on Christmas as we do in North America. Is like celebration is December sixth. Interesting, and it also marks the you said Christmas season, or is it like a holiday season? Is this? It marks like the beginning of the Christmas season. I think that they might start their Advent calendars. No, they set their Advent calendars on like November thirtieth. Also, but they're really into Advent calendars here. Okay, I love advent calendars and I wish I had one right now, but um, that's mostly because I just want chocolate. They have all kinds. Like, they've got ones for chocolate. They have like beer ones. They're just like beer. anything you can think of. They have like an advent calendar for it. We didn't get one this year because they're like stupid expensive, but. Yeah, maybe if they're like really popular, I can see where they. Oh, yeah. Like everything in Switzerland is stupid expensive. And then holiday stuff is like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> I just but... want to this like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but on this evening, on December 6th, there is a procession into town where Sammy Klaus and Schmutzli hand out mandarin oranges, nuts, uh, gingerbread cookies, and other like snacky items to children. Interesting. That's something my mom did growing up as well. But Yeah, like, I think a lot of people, their parents put like oranges and stuff in their stockings. Ross's parents used to do that too. Yeah, and nuts as well. I didn't realize there was like potentially like some cultural reason behind that. I like it. Um, me too. But they also visit schools during the day, and they make house calls with a donkey in tow. What's the donkey for? To carry the luggage? The donkey carries the uh, semi-klaus sacks or something Aww. as written down further here. Um, but fun fact, Switzerland mandates that donkeys cannot carry more than 90 kilos, so they can't be overloaded. Aww. They have like a limit of what's like okay for a donkey to carry for their health. That's so sweet. Good. I know. It's animal That's abuse so to make them carry too much. So Yeah. Aw. Donkeys. So you need a procession of multiple donkeys to carry all the kitties. Well, I think that they will get to it. So <laughs> when they do their house calls, uh, Sammy Klaus will sit down and he'll tell the children a story. Oh my and god. And after his story, Smutzli, Schmutzli, 
uh, and Semiklaus take out their Gewunderliste, which basically is it's the wonder list. I think it's like the nice list. Oh. Or the naughty list. They just they call it the Gewunderliste. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my pronunciation is so bad. I I wouldn't even notice. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Better than what I do. The Swiss kids believe that Sammy Klaus has been watching them all year. Um, and the Gewunderliste is where he writes it all down. So he will actually tell each child individually what they've been doing well and what they need to improve on. Wait, this is the modern practice? Yeah, yeah, like they'll still go to people's houses. How do they know? How do they actually know? That's really scary now. <laughs> I think in some towns they just make house calls in the city. You have to like ask them to come in an appointment. And if you don't do the appointment, you can also um, go to the Waldhusli to see them and wow. they'll kind of we'll get to that part um but the parents basically send semi-klaus some information about their children ahead of time like their age the name of their school teacher like the specific ways that they have been good and bad this year so you can like tailor his advice and instructions so like if your kid throws tantrums in the grocery store semi-klaus will mention that it's really troublesome for the parents and that they really need to work on better behavior for next year so it's like it's very instructional and also nice I want to view it that way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's really creepy, but yeah. It's a little creepy, but it's also like, I don't know. It's nice that it's not just like, oh, all of you kids have been so good all year. It's like you actually oh. give them like something to work on in the future. Like That's true. It's a it's a, a, a formative experience every time. That is yeah. kind of nice. It's like not just learning. like, I don't here's know. your presents, kids. It's like, here's your presents. Think about some things that you can do better. Yeah, there's a there's a growth to it all. I like that. Okay, yeah. okay. Don't love that they're telling um, a complete stranger all about their children and where they live and whatnot. But hey, you know, otherwise, Switzerland is a bizarrely safe country. I watch three year olds walk themselves to school. Yeah, like they just they run around and there's little kids walking themselves to school and it's adorable. And the first time that I saw like a very small child walking themselves to school, I was like spinning around in circles trying to find their parents then i realized that like they just don't worry about it here because that's so crazy it's generally quite safe it's, it's a very interesting dynamic to like watch parents with their children it's it's very different from the united states honestly um so after semi klaus and schmutzli talked to each child about their year each child's expected to memorize a poem or a song to recite to semi klaus Oh, they have to memorize like a different one each year. And if they're able to recite it successfully from memory, they get a little Sammy Klaus sack that has fruit and nuts and chocolates and cookies from Sammy Klaus and Schmutzli. Precious. That's so cute. Very cute. (laughs) So Sammy Klaus and Schmutzli aren't able to make it to your house. You can also go to their Waldhusli to visit them. And you'll have basically the same experience where they'll tell a story. They'll look at the Gewunderliste and like give you... They give the kids like their advice and instructions and compliments, and then Schmutzli will even like build a fire in some of the Waldhuslies where you can like bring something to make treats like over the fire. You can like hot chocolate or roast a marshmallow oh, or oh my God, this sounds so sweet. It's like, very Swiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and to think like how many like there's a lot of people there still. Like how many versions of these people do we need just to get all of these kids to make sure they all get. Or is it a religious thing too? Like only kids who follow a certain religion get semi-class? No, no, it's actually, it's not. So like there's the Catholic regions of Switzerland and there's Protestant regions of Switzerland. And like the only thing that's really different is their 
costuming basically where like maybe it looks like a bishop maybe it looks like santa claus Mm -hmm. but like generally speaking like in switzerland everybody does Santa Claus and schmutzly wow do they also have santa claus or do they just have semi-claus they only have semi-claus interesting interesting they don't they don't do santa and they don't they i read some articles where they were like concerned about like the western world starting to like infringe on their traditions and stuff with like the globalization of existing mm-hmm. like but, internet yeah yeah internet and stuff and they're like we, we don't want santa claus here uh, interesting <laughs> oh wow i mean honestly it does sound like this is a far more like again formative and informative way to like treat your children for actually doing good or bad not just like you always get presents because i'm not going to be that person who literally only gets you coal because that's just cruel and that will traumatize your child but yeah but like you still get to learn from it exactly yeah um where am i okay here we are in the swiss german part of switzerland at least um christkindly which translates to the christ child Oh. They're not sure if it's supposed to be like baby Jesus or like a cherubi angel, but they call it the Christkindly. Oh, okay. I mean, it sounds less creepy when you say it in German than when you yeah. say it in English. Then it's like, Ugh. it's not less creepy when you know what it means in German too. <laughs> oh, do tell. Well, Kind, like Kinder, is the word for child. So Christkindly is, it, it means Christ child. So like, it means the same thing. It's just, you don't like when I say it in German. You're just like, oh, that sounds nicer than Christchild. But like, if you know German, you know it. So it means Christchild. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see your point. Walls. <laughs> um, but anyways, the, the Chris Kinley brings presents on Christmas Eve instead of Santa. Uh, so they have Semi Klaus Schmoozly and Chris Chris Kinley, who's just Jesus, baby Jesus, or Cherby Angel. Oh, okay. So they sort of do still have a Christmas day thing, but it starts on the 6th instead where they're like, oh, yeah. here's the things you've done good all year and here's like a little treat and then you'll get an extra present. On. Yeah. So like the thing that's closest to Santa for like people who are from the United States, which is most of our listeners, mm-hmm. um, like their their Santa equivalent is on December 6th and then baby Jesus slash Jeremy Angel delivers the gifts on Christmas Eve interesting wow double although i guess the first time they just get like nuts and fruits and candy as opposed to yeah it's like it's actual just food (laughs) i can't imagine buying your kid like two bikes i don't know (laughs) i don't know know. yeah no way yeah um fun fact many families also wait to decorate their tree until christmas eve i mean it's fun but it's like god that's a lot of effort for so little time spent actually i know they actually buy theirs a lot later too they just started like putting them out in town to buy like wow I think it was this week they started putting them out Excuse which me. to be fair um, I did just do it myself last night but like some people do that shit like you know right after Halloween yeah <laughs> which they like to put real candles in their trees here from what I understand so they don't want them to be like too old because then they're dry and they'll catch on fire uh, yeah, so sure. they like wait and buy them later I mean dangerous but so beautiful never seen it kind of scares me won't I, be doing it I mean, I want to see someone else do it. I don't want an actual candle in my tree. No. Although it sounds lovely. It does. Um, oh, I lost my place. 
Where am I? Oh, here we are. Okay. So so in the evening on Christmas Eve, a bell is rung by an adult in the family, in secret, of course, Mm -hmm. signaling to the children that they need to like scurry on to their rooms that their gifts can be delivered by Christa Kindley. Oh. When they're allowed back into the room, their gifts are set out under the Christmas tree and these might be open on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Mm. Uh, it depends on the family. Many Swiss go to midnight mass on Christmas Eve, and they spend Christmas Day visiting relatives, eating cookies, having big family dinners, and most Swiss of all, spending time outdoors as a family. Gotta say, COVID's going to put a real damper in that. Yeah, and it'll be like more low-key this year, but I think a lot of people will probably go out hiking and stuff because that's... <sighs> a good Everything's time. closed here on Sundays, so like on Sunday, mountains and stuff are usually really busy. Everybody goes hiking with their families. Interesting. Love it. Yeah, Not it's actually really close, nice. but that everyone's hiking. <laughs> yeah, it took a long time to get used to it. I think we were like finally in the swing of like on Sundays you do nothing. <laughs> wow, interesting. But it's it's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, that's what I got for you. I wrote down one of the poems. Should I? I don't. Should I try to read it? Poems, yeah. Okay, so this is an example of one of the poems that the kids can read. I dropped it at the bottom because I wasn't sure if I was going to read it. Oh, but... I'm into it though. Most people aren't going to know that I'm mispronouncing all of this. So if you're from Germany or Switzerland. Sorry, not sorry. Trying, guys. I'm really trying. <laughs> My German teacher made me say the same word like a hundred times the other day. Uh, oh, no. And it was very, very frustrating. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> Tell us the poem. Semiklaus, du bist ein Guter. Gel ich brüche gewus kai ruta. Leer lieber hut ai ayusa hus de aller groschi chlausak us? Chlausak? I don't know. Yeah, that seems right. Um, that basically means Santa Claus, you're a good man. I won't need oh. to be ch- chastised, right? Instead, empty in our house the biggest Santa bag. Oh, that's so cute. Why? And Shoni Vinakta. Merry Christmas. Oh, oh my god, that's precious. I kind of assumed it was going to be something like when we were talking about Atlantis, where it's like, you must recite a poem about the life of Solon and all the good he did for us. But it's like, oh no, Santa, I've been good this year, right? Okay, give me presents. Like, yeah, there was another <laughs> one that I read that I was going to, this one was cute, but I like I, the German was really hard, so I didn't put it in. But it was something about like, I'm hiding behind the stove. If you want me to come out, like give me chocolate really bizarre but okay <laughs> oh my god what they're like <laughs> it's like an also made up why would you teach your children that one though <laughs> that's so interesting i love that i it's definitely not what i saw coming when you said that they you know did poems and songs i thought it was like oh for your education like this year we're gonna learn three lines from a shakespearean play and this year we're going to oh no, they're just like cute little oh things God. about Santa Claus. Sammy Claus. Excuse me. Sammy Claus and Santa God, Claus are not That's precious. Thing. Well, thank you so much. That's actually one that I have yet to hear of. And I listen to a lot of podcasts that have Christmas specials on Krampish and Belschnickel and all. I've never heard of that one. So, yeah. So, he's not like quite as, I don't know. I feel like uh, Belschnickel and Krampus no. are like very known and people have like a strong reaction to them Sammy Klaus and Schmutzli a little bit more tame but that's the tradition of where I'm living right now so 
but so sweet. I love that. That was what I've never heard of. That was awesome. Thank you. And I hope you guys are having some some relaxing holidays, having some Hugay moments. You just uh, get some candles and some puzzles and some relaxing in. So yeah, enjoy time with whoever you're hanging with or zooming with or whatever, whatever. life is thrown at you this Christmas. Yeah. Yes. So, well, thank you again for listening, if you did. Um, ho, 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 and a Merry Christmas to you all. Yes, happy holidays, all of y'all. Um, and yeah, so we will catch you on the next episode. Uh, just again, a little reminder, we're going to be uh, switching it up, so that we're going to be doing uh, an episode every other week, effectively, now. So, Yeah, so whenever our next one comes out, we'll see you yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, see you that Tuesday, guys. All right, goodbye. You have a lot of trouble with the goodbyes, don't you? I really do. I was trying to think of something. I thought there was like a, oh, whatever. Merry Christmas to all and to all. Beautiful. Bye. Bye.